Welcome to the Amazing Clocks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the, the Amazing, Amazing Clarks. Clarks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches. We've been working together as a team for 22 years, and we've been happily married and passionately in love for 30 years. They call us the Amazing Clocks because we empower people to live what, baby? Amazing lives. Amazing lives. That's right. Welcome back to our show and our love revolution. Yeah, I know I said love revolution, but put them up on game about the love revolution. Yes. The love revolution is all about bringing more love to the world. And when we can love ourselves, it is easier to love others. So we are here to guide you guys on how to live your best life, how to love and how to date so that we create more love in the world. My favorite. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Today, we're going to have a great show. Our main topic, we're going to talk about being a dad mm-hmm. and my experiences as far as being a father. Yes. And even as far as being a stepfather. But before we get started, like we always do, let's catch up on our week. My week has been fantastic. One of the things that happened this week that just made me so happy is, you know, we talked about our kids had a little falling out with each other. Mm-hmm. And that really weighs on me. So we've been really loving on them and helping them work through their differences. And we had a family meeting and they came back together and they loved on each other and they had fun and everything is back to our normal loving place. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, let me rephrase that. Everything is more loving loving. between them than it ever was. And... You know, sometimes disagreements and problems happen so that we can learn and grow and get to the next level. And I really feel like they're more connected than they ever were. And that makes me really happy. You know what? I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I think it is better. Mm -hmm. And when we say kids, people, our children are little kids. Our children are grown ass adults. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they they get along great most of the time. So when they do have conflict... Mm -hmm it really stands out for us. And the thing that I noticed that was, I thought was pretty interesting Mm -hmm. is that it bothers them when they're not all getting along. A lot of families, they're used to it. It's like, Mm -hmm. so what? We don't get along. We don't like each other. We got into a fight. We're not talking to each other. But our kids, they're very different. They live very different lives, but they, they really, really cherish their relationships with their siblings. Yes. You know, so if they were really hurting Mm -hmm. that they weren't getting along. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty, that said a lot. Yes, definitely. And well, it was sad to see you hurt, to tell oh, you the truth. It was sad to see them you. sad, but it was really sad seeing you sad. And you're the mama bear and you love your cubs and you want yeah. them all to get along. <laughs> and when they don't get along, it really, it really, really gets to you. Yeah. And I realized that even though it bothers me, mm-hmm. it's not my place to fix it for you. Right. You know, but it does as a husband and a father, it, it is hard to watch. So I'm I'm glad everybody made up. Yeah, me me too. You know, I want to say something about that too, that you did such an amazing job helping them. You know, we met with them individually. We heard their side of the story. And you just are so loving and so kind and so just supportive. Honestly, that just makes me love you so much. And Mm. specifically... Because it was my two adult children that are your stepchildren. And they have been in your life for a long time since they were little kids. Mm-hmm. So you're really, you've done a great job as a stepfather 
like you're their father, you know, they, mm-hmm. they have a dad, mm-hmm. but when it comes to their relationship with you, like they've said to me so many times and to you that you're always there for them. Like you always know the right thing to say. You're affectionate. You hug them. You kiss them. You just let them know that they can lean on you. And it's not just me. It's you too. And you do an amazing job. Like I was watching you, you know, hug Nicole. And I was just like, oh, he just loves her so much. And I heard you talking to Evan. And when Evan came in, the way you just like hug him and hold him. And he just loves it. Like they both just love you so much. And that makes me so happy. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. That means a lot to me. And yes. actually inside right now, I'm all being all gushy and a little teary-eyed. <laughs> I know it's not, I'm not it's not showing on the outside, yeah. but that means a lot to me because I do love them. Like you said, I've known them since they were little kids. Mm-hmm. And I really value my relationship with them and I value my role as a stepdad. Yeah. So I'm glad that I could be there for them. And I feel mostly overall, I understand them. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think we're the perfect pair right. for them because you're like extra feminine, mm-hmm. extra maternal, <laughs> and you love them in a certain way. And But then that has its limitations when it, you're dealing with conflict. Mm-hmm. And because of my style, I, I love them, but I'm, I come from that very masculine perspective, but still loving. So I'm able to connect with them and talk about subjects in a different way than you can. But the combination of us doing it together is what makes it work so incredibly well. Yeah. You know, um, I had I had a lot of growth too through the whole thing as a mom because, you know, I, I work really hard not to take sides mm-hmm. and not to um I don't know, not not to make it worse, right? So mm-hmm. in the beginning of the conflict, I kinda I'll call it I poo-pooed it, like, oh, it's okay, it'll work out, we'll get on the other side of it, everything's gonna be okay. Right. You know, it's just trying to be positive mom. And in that, I found that I kind of alienated one of my children. And so I had to look at that in myself and apologize for it and recognize like, no, this is a big deal to you. And I should not poo-poo it and, you know, minimize it for you. So let me meet you where you're at. And I did apologize for that. Um, And it was some growth for me. Like, be aware of that. Be aware of that as a mom. Don't, Don't just be positive. You know, if it, if someone's hurting, like if one of your kids is hurting, something's bothering them, don't go straight to positivity. You got to work through that. You got to meet them where they're at and allow them to process their feelings and not just try to fix it right away, which mm-hmm. is what I was trying to do. Like, right. let's just get back to love. Let's hurry up, right. you know, because right. I want that. But mm-hmm. also I recognize they're growing and I don't want to take away that experience and I don't want to minimize it because they did get a lot of growth out of it. So I'm glad right. that I caught that in myself. Right. And I think the ultimate thing that they walked away with, with was mm-hmm. the realization to accept each other for who they are. Yeah. Everybody has expectations of who they think you're supposed to be as a brother, as a sibling, as a mother, as a father. As a sister. As a sister. And when you yeah. don't live up to those expectations, then there's conflict because mm-hmm. then you're doing something wrong. Yeah. But the truth is, everybody is who they are. Mm-hmm. And the key is to learn to accept each other unconditionally. Yes, you may like them to be a certain more a certain way. Right. But if they're not, drop your expectations yeah. and just love them for where they're at. Yep. And so I think that was the big takeaway. T- take Let me be me and I'll let you be you. Yep. And let's still just live and let live. live. I agree. 
Live and let live. So the kids you, are back. You know, you know the other thing too that was really great about this. Like I created all kinds of like team meetings I did over mm-hmm. the 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 uh, last week around this, and that is that everyone is going to have an area in a relationship that may not be your favorite. Right. And it's just their stuff, and mm-hmm. everybody has stuff. And we get caught up in looking at other people's stuff and trying to fix it and get them to fix it and look at it. Mm-hmm. But we really have to recognize that everybody's going to have some stuff, including us. When we love each other, we have to accept each other's stuff. Right. And it's not our job to fix each other and force each other to grow. That's going to happen naturally. Spirit's going to take care of that. You got it. Not our job. I agree. Yes. So, so good job. Good job to you. Good job to the kids. Thank Good you. Good job to the family, and we're back. Yeah, exactly. So l- let me ask you this. What do you love about being a father? What do I love about being a father? Actually, I can't say there's just one thing, but I'll go through the list. Okay. <laughs> you got a list, babe? Is it written down? Pretty much. Right. Um, I love being there to support them when they need help mm-hmm. in ways that are my gifts. When they come to me and they need advice for something, mm-hmm. I have so many years of crap that I went through mm-hmm. that it's good to <laughs> realize that I didn't go through it for no reason at all. <laughs> so if I could go through it to share with the Life kids lessons, as well, yeah, right? then that's great. I love that. I love the relationship with them as far as how they look up to me. Mm-hmm. I love being a role model for them as far as showing them what it, a father could be like. Right. Or a man could be like, mm-hmm. or dad. Being part of something so beautiful. I really mm-hmm. do feel like our family is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I feel like the kids are talented. They're funny. They have big hearts. Mm-hmm. They love big. They're very eccentric. They're always <laughs> entertaining. And that's our entire family. Yeah. And I'm like that too. And I love being a part of my tribe. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is my tribe. This yep. is where I fit in. These are the people that know me better than anybody else in the world. They watched us grow up. We've grown up up. with them, right? Right. So Mm -hmm. I really, really like that, those aspects of it. Yes. And you know, in the beginning, as you know, with our story, it wasn't always like that for me. It was actually difficult in the beginning because I had came out of my marriage, my first marriage, where the the twin boys ended up not being mine. For those of you that don't know that story, Go check out some other episodes. The the first episode. The first episode. And I yeah. talk about that. How I married my first wife, who was my college girlfriend. And the only reason I married her is because she was pregnant. And she said that she was pregnant with twin boys. And she said that they were mine. Mm-hmm. And even though we didn't get along, we didn't even like each other. Right. I married her because I thought it was the right thing to do yep. traditionally. And because my father wasn't there, I always said that I'd be there for my kids no matter what. So when the twins were born, she said that they were mine and named them after me. And I was the main caregiver, loved them to death. And to make a long story short, after a couple of years, four years, I found out that they weren't mine. Right. And the marriage ended. I was traumatized. Yeah, you were. And just the topic of kids Mm -hmm. was traumatizing for me because basically I lost both of my children. Yeah. They wouldn't, you know, like I said, they were named after me, Anthony and Andrew. And all, and all of a sudden, they're gone. They're not mine. I'm not the biological father. Mm-hmm. And even though I tried to continue to have the relationship, once that part came out, 
the dynamics just got too complicated with her and her emotions, how she felt about it, me not being a father, and the kids, it was confusing for them. Mm-hmm. Then I was put in a position where it's like, live a lie, continue lying to them, don't tell them the truth. And that's not you. That's not me. And mm-hmm. eventually I had to back away. So then when I met you and you already had two kids, mm-hmm. it was like, in all honesty, one of my biggest fears was getting back into a relationship, mm-hmm. especially with a woman with kids. Right. And I didn't want that right away. But then I fell in love with you mm-hmm. and you got two kids and they were young. So it was like, what are you going to do? Give them, give them, give away? them back. No. Give them back. <laughs> so right. every time I was around them, it just brought up my pain mm-hmm. of the boys of losing the twins. Right. And with the kids, with, with your kids, first of all, Evan was the youngest. Mm-hmm. And he was only like about three years old. Yeah, he was three. Three, mm-hmm. three or four. And Nicole was about eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And me and Nicole automatically just clicked mm-hmm. right away. Right. She was just fun. She was like you. She's entertaining. She's outgoing. She's her own person. Right. And, uh, and me and her just really connected. Me and Evan, on the other hand, eh, not so much right away. Yeah. And he was young and he was still, you know, his daddy's son. Yeah. So he was doing that with me like that. You know, don't tell you what to do. You're not my dad. Let me kick you. And it's like, whoa, hold the fuck up. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm from the world I'm from, we don't play that. Yeah. So me and him bumped heads a lot. Which made me and you bump heads right, a lot. Which made me and you bump heads a lot. Yeah, we did. And as a stepfather, it was a really difficult. Well, I wasn't a stepfather then, but I was in that role. You were You were dating a woman with two kids. Yes. It was a weird position because... I came from that old school where if your kids act up a certain way or disrespect you, mm-hmm. you discipline them. Right. But when they're not your children, it doesn't work like that. Right. I mean, with some people it does, but for me, I wasn't comfortable mm-hmm. with that. I wasn't comfortable with the, you know, putting your hands or t- disciplining someone else's kids. Uh, which I appreciate because I didn't want you putting your hands on right. my baby. But, but there's a lot of relationships where they <laughs> do know. that. I, yeah. n- no, not me. Right. No. Mm-mm. And so... It was like parenting from afar. Yeah. I, I slipped into that role of, you better stop. I'm going to tell your mother on you. And, I don't, you don't, and it was like, what the, how the fuck did I get here? How did this happen? It got to the point where it was almost, it was causing so much conflict mm-hmm. that it was affecting our relationship. Yep. And we even got to the point where it was like, is this going to work out? Yeah. We almost broke up we almost so many times. We almost a couple of times, right. Yeah. And then I realized that, I'm losing you and you're losing me because mm-hmm. of it. And at that point, I had to go within and tap into spirit. And my spirit gave me the answer. Mm-hmm. And I shared it with you. Yep. And my spirit said, you know what? Here's the deal. As far as Evan, right now he's little. Yeah. As he gets older, right now he doesn't see the value that I bring. Right yeah. now I'm just the other man. Yeah. I'm, I'm the competition. I'm you're the taking one, his mommy I'm taking away. taking his mommy, right. Yeah. But as he gets older... He's going to realize the value that I bring to his life. As he gets older and he starts encountering life issues, mm-hmm. like let's say that issues that all men face, right. like bullying, yeah. fighting, girls, mm-hmm. um, you name it. My spirit said, as he gets older, he's going to come to you for those answers. And then he'll see the value that you bring to his life. And your relationship is going to change and it's going to get better then. Yes. So I shared that with you. I told myself, I'm going to back off him. I'm not going to let him get to me and get me out of alignment. I'm going to allow him to be him and run and do what he, he does. Yeah. And like we, like I said, well, that's exactly what happened later on. 
as he started getting older, he started coming to me going, mm-hmm. hey, uh, these guys are picking on me. Um, what, what do you think I could do? Yeah. Oh, well, let me show you how to use your hands, young man. These hands are <laughs> deadly weapons. Let me show you the things that they can do to people. And so I started teaching him how to fight, and he loved that. Yeah. Then he was able to handle his business. Then it was like, hey, these girls, I like one of them. I think she likes me, but I'm afraid to talk to her. I'm just mm-hmm. like, let me show you what game does, my friend. I'm going to put you up on it. I'm going to show you what it does to women. I'm going to show you how to respond to you when you act a certain way and carry yourself a certain way. Yeah. And then he was able to start to get women. Yes. So today, Day now, me and Evan, that's my dog. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, I'm the first one he comes to. For everything. You know, for everything. If he, for certain things, of course, he'll come to you. Yeah. But when it's like more of the guy thing, the manly thing, yeah. he comes to me. And I love that. Yeah. You know, I love it. I remember when you used to take him and Kevin to the mall. Mm-hmm. Evan and Kevin <laughs> go into the mall to talk to girls and learn how to walk and learn how to talk. Yeah, yep. And you'd have them in the mall and you'd be like, all right, you would, you and Kevin would sit at the table and be like, all right, Evan, that one, go, go up to her and ask for her number. And they would come home and they'd be like, I got numbers or I talked to this girl <laughs> or I talked to that girl. They were so excited to hang out with you and learn game from you. Yes, yes. Or well, even the time everyone would get into fights. Yes. You know, when he'd he, run. At one point, he'd, yeah, he'd pick <laughs> fights with kids in the neighborhood and then he'd run and be scared. And it's like he'd run in the house. And you're like, oh, my baby, I'll protect you. And it's like, nope. <laughs> Nope. You're like, what? He can't go out there. They're going to beat him up. It's like, nope. He started it. He's going to go out there and finish it. Yeah. Stop babying him. Get him off the titty. Stop trying to <laughs> trying to spoil him. Get him. Send him out there. Let him fight. <sighs> and you didn't like it. No. You like, don't do it. I fought you. I wanted to fight you like a man. I was I, like, I will fight you. Do and, not and, make exactly. my baby and go out like, in danger. It was like, baby, trust me on this one. If he learns these lessons now, later mm-hmm. on, it's going to pay off. Yeah. Okay. Trust me, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I have a penis. I've been in this situation before. <laughs> this is how I'm going to handle it. Yes. And so. Man lessons. Right. So man lessons. And so that's what happened. And it was, uh, so today it's great. And then with Nicole, like we said, me and her always just got along. Well, and, you guys had music in common. Yeah, like yeah. you had so much in common from mm-hmm. the very beginning. Evan was just a baby. Yeah. And so he was really influenced by his father and he didn't understand the difference between you know, his dad's world. And then when he would come to our world, it was completely different. Yeah. And so it, he, he'd have to transition a lot every time he went back and forth. So, right. Okay, Anthony, let's pause right there. Cause there was something you were telling me about earlier that I think that you should share with our listeners. Yes. Shea Moistureman has this great thing going on with a father's lullaby. Okay. I'm loving this already. <laughs> right. It's a way for black poppers to highlight our love and our joy for our children. But let's let them tell us about it. Shea Moisture Men is committed to celebrating dads daily. As a part of lifting their voices, we created a father's lullaby called Light Inside of You. This lullaby is for us, by us. It is our way of creating our own generational tradition to be passed down father to father. We want to share the voice of love, tenderness, and joy and hope that black dads already share with their babies and with the entire world. Let's normalize and celebrate black love in the form of a father's lullaby, our story, our song. The world needs to see and hear the love of black fathers. Go to SheaMoisture.com slash men or SheaMoistureMen on IG and listen to a father's lullaby and then challenge a black dad to share his story, his song, by singing the lullaby to his babies and posting it by using the hashtag a father's lullaby. That sounds really cool. 
I wish we had babies to sing to. What are you talking about? I'll call all of our grown kids and sing to them right now. <laughs> Shea Moisture Men has started a tradition. I'm definitely not missing out. So listen up. I'm challenging all of the black men who are vital in raising all youth to head over to Shea Moisture Men on Instagram to celebrate black fatherhood. Yes. And ladies, get the men in your life on this too. Ah, it's awesome. But let's get back into this. Yeah, and with me and Nicole, like you said, we always have the music in common. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Nicole, we, I created a situation we created with each other early on mm-hmm. that we could talk to each other about anything. Yeah. We don't have to sugarcoat things with each other. Starting with her at a young age like that and then having her be where she's at now with it, she's just the best. And yeah. as far as like a daughter, she's amazing. Yeah. As far as this big sister, I think she's the greatest big sister of all, a, time. of all time. She really, really she is. She really is. She, she will go all out for her siblings, mm-hmm. for her family. She will do anything for them. Mm-hmm. And I got to resp- I love that about her. Yeah, she's very powerful. Yes. But I think overall, the game changer as far as being a dad mm-hmm. and where everything clicked was when we had Tony. Yes. Right. Because even before Tony, even though things had gotten better, Way better with me and the mm-hmm. kids, especially with me and Evan. And you were more accepting and because right. you knew that was the situation, couldn't change. Right. Before Tony came along, it, I literally, I didn't realize it at the time, mm-hmm. but I felt like it was my family. I was a part of the family, mm-hmm. but I felt like it wasn't clicking, like completely, like it wasn't solidified. Mm-hmm. And then once we had Tony, which actually that's pretty funny too, because I had gotten to the point where I accepted Right. That we prob I probably would never have children. Right. Because you already had two kids. Yes. And you were like, babe, here's the deal. Because when I brought it up having a baby, because I, I was like, no. how can I go through this entire life and never have a child? Mm-hmm. So when I brought it up to you and you were like, okay, here's the deal. I already have two kids and you were in your 30s. Mm-hmm. And you were like, the shop is closed. <laughs> it, the shop is too late. You missed that boat, buddy. Yeah. The shop is closed. And it was like, but can't we just open it for a little while (laughs) and we made a deal you said you got one year if you can get me pregnant in that one year then we're good to go Mm -hmm. because you didn't want to be an older parent with a newborn right and so it was like okay good that's fair also my oldest child was 16 already let's see nicole was 16 and i think evan was 11 Mm-hmm. So they were big already. So the idea of starting over with babies, and I had my body back, my mm-hmm. career was moving forward. Mm-hmm. I was like, for real? Like, well, you want to have a baby? A baby baby? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a time limit on this. Right. You know, I don't want to be older. So yeah, right. definitely. So in that one year, we tried to get it in. <laughs> oh, we got it in. No, so we got it in, but we didn't get it out. <laughs> it didn't, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yes. No, we, did, we didn't get pregnant. We didn't get pregnant. You were like, okay, the year's up, store's closed, mm-hmm. permanently closed. Even though it was hard for me, it was, but it was like EIP. EIP, everything is perfect. There are no accidents. There are no mistakes. Mm-hmm. Everything happens for a reason. So I accepted it. It was sad, but I accepted it. Then guess what happened? Uh, I found out I was pregnant. Oh, yeah. You, right, right at my deadline. Yep. Then you got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Just at the perfect time, the store was closing. They were locking the <laughs> gates up and everything was just, And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Excuse me. Wait a minute. Ran back in the store. Moving on. I was moving on. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you made it happen. Yep. And then Tony was born. 
Yes. Was a Christmas baby. Mm-hmm. And when she was born, to me, that's when everything solidified itself as far as the family. Yeah. Because it was like. She bridged she the gap. Met, yeah, she bridged the gap. Mm-hmm. Everybody got closer. Everything got tighter. And then even with Tony growing up, that was really interesting because then my perspective was I wanted to be there for her. Mm-hmm. And we made an agreement. I yeah. said, I'll work from home mm-hmm. because I don't want to miss this boat. Right. I know like a lot of fathers, they don't see the value in that. So they mm-hmm. just like, got a baby. Okay, I'm going to work. I'll see the baby every now and then the kid. Hey, hey how you doing, kid? Let me hug him and pat him on the head and <laughs> then I'm off again. Right. I didn't want to be that kind of dad. No. I wanted to really soak up that experience. I realized that this would be the only chance I'd have at raising my own biological child. Right. And it was like, I want to be there for every second. I don't want to miss a beat. I want to be there to support her. I want to be there to just be there for her. Well, and you wanted to experience it all. Yeah. And, and I, I really felt like you were making up for the loss was. of the boys earlier on in your life. And that was, that was such a heavy thing, like coming into this relationship. Like I knew you were so hurt by that. Like it was such a, mm-hmm. a huge thing. So seeing you with Tony and you wanting to be the main caregiver and you wanting to work from home and wanting to take care of her was like, let him do it. He's healing. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's healing through this process. That's right. And that was a great experience for me because it did help me to heal. Even doing things like when she went to school, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm daddy. I'm going to be there first day of school. Y- yes, you were. And the second day. Mm-hmm. And the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth. And in line. I would be there every day. Every day. That's right. So literally every day I'd take her to school. I would walk into the cafeteria line with her. Yep. I was probably doing the most. You were doing the most. I was, you can't, she's never going to be like, daddy wasn't there to take me to the fair. <laughs> no, daddy was there, baby. He yeah. took you to the fair. Even when you were like, dad, get away. <laughs> Stop. I don't want you to take me. No, I'm taking you anyway. Because yeah. this is my time. And even things that I would do like every single day, her first day of school since kindergarten. You're adorable, Anthony. I, love I would you. get my video recorder, my little camera, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, babe, what are you doing? Tell me what's going on. And she'd be like, this is my first day of school. Of what grade? Of kindergarten. Great. And then I'd film it at the end End of the the year. year. Mm -hmm. Last day. Mm -hmm. Every single year for her entire life, every single grade, I documented her first day Mm -hmm. of school and her last day of school. Even when it irritated her and even when it irritated you sometimes, Mm -hmm. it was like, nope, uh, nobody's going to take this away from me. This is something that's special. It's once in a lifetime. Even when you were making me late for work. Even when I was making you late for work, it was like, we (laughs) cannot miss this opportunity. Yeah, Work will be okay. But this one time in her life Mm -hmm. will never come back. Yeah, And so, and I did it and I'm so grateful I did. Yeah. You've you've been an amazing dad to all of them. You know, um, there were times that it was kind of hard for me because I was used to being the mom and you actually took on that role with Tony. Like she would not call me. Mm-hmm. Like if she was, you know, in her room and she needed something, she'd say, dad, mm-hmm. she would never call for mom mm-hmm. because she was so used to you being the main caregiver. Right. And so I had to work a little bit harder, almost like I was the dad, mm-hmm. you know, because I was at work eight hours a day, nine hours a day sometimes. And I would come home and, you know, you had it handled, like her homework was being done and, you know, she her school clothes were ready, like you you handled it. And I had to work, it was different. I had to work harder to have a relationship with her 
because you were in the mama space. Mm-hmm. You know, you were being the mom and the dad. So it was very interesting, the dynamic by having you be her main caregiver. Right. So uh, let me ask you, did it, yeah. did it bother you when you yep. go up to the school? Because <laughs> I was the one who was up at the school with her and you'd see the, uh, uh, the, the woman. You know, I'll be honest. Um, it didn't bother me. The women didn't bother me. I found the whole thing comical. And I've said this before. I I think you're really attractive. And I've always thought you're really attractive. And when somebody's really attractive, they're going to get attention. So I it doesn't bother me that you got attention at the school. I just thought it was hilarious when I would show up and they would get weird. <laughs> you know, they'd be like, oh, 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 hi, Mrs. Clark. Oh, hey. Oh, hi, Mr. Clark. And look away. When uh-huh. I know when I wasn't there, they were like, hey. Hi. Remember that one time we went into the office and the uh, principal didn't know I was with you and you were asking to speak to her and she's in her office and she couldn't see us. And she was like, oh, hey, Mr. Clark. And then she comes out and sees me and she's like, oh, 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 hi. Oh, hi, Mrs. Clark. She goes, I know that voice. Hey, it's Mr. Clark. And she ran out all kitty. And she saw you. And she was like, don't. Yeah. yeah. No, so that yeah. part didn't bother me. I actually, and, and you'll, you'll, you know this about me, I would get a little hurt that you had more opportunity to be involved than I did. Mm-hmm. Because my job, my career, I, I couldn't take time off to do the things that you were able to do. Right. Which, and but, sometimes that bothered me. But then, once again, it was part of our agreement. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was part of our agreement, but it didn't make no, me. It, doesn't make it. it didn't make me feel good. Like I remember one year, like this stood out to me. I remember I was at work and I had to go cry in the bathroom. It was when Teletubbies were a big deal, and I had gotten tickets to take her to Teletubbies. Take Tony, take Tony to Teletubbies. That's a tongue twister. Mm-hmm. So I got tickets to take Tony to Teletubbies, <laughs> and I couldn't go. I couldn't get the time off of work. And so you took her to go see Teletubbies, and she loved Teletubbies. And when I came home from work, she was like, "Daddy took me to see Teletubbies," and you were like the hero of the day. And I was so like, I wish I could go see Teletubbies Aww. with you guys. Aww. So that kind of stuff bothered me, but. You know, all them all them women at the school being excited to see you. Like, I feel like you made their day. Like, you made them happy. I they, didn't care about they that. They were just, you don't get a lot of dads that yeah. are going to play that role. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I think really stood out. It was just like, wow, look at mm-hmm. it. That's, and I, I guess women, you know, find that very endearing. Of course. When you see a father just being loving and being there for his kids, like, it just does something to our hearts. Like, most people wouldn't know this or think this about you, but you used to sit on the floor and play Barbie dolls. And I would come home and see you sitting down with her playing Barbie dolls. And I would just be, my heart would melt. I would be like, look at this big strapping man sitting on the ground playing Barbie dolls with his baby. Oh, I'm in love. I'm so in love with him right now. I can't even take it. I appreciate that. But just to let you know, we weren't playing. Anyway. serious. (laughs) It wasn't playing. We were serious. Barbie dolls were serious. That's right. Mm-hmm. No, and I, I love those moments with I love doing those things. Yeah. I, you know, when it, I think ultimately with, with Tony, I looked at it like this. Mm. I knew from experience that the kind of man as she grows up that she's going to choose mm-hmm. is going to be based on a lot of it's going to be influenced by me. Yeah. So I'm kind of setting the standard. Right. So I knew that I can set the standard so high. She's experiencing what a man is like, mm-hmm. what a dad dad is like, what right. a husband's like. 
one that's values those roles mm-hmm. and one that's values being extraordinary, yep. not just ordinary in those areas. Yep. And so I knew that if I raised the bar that high, mm-hmm. that ultimately, keeping the fingers crossed, she's going to eventually be attracted to a guy with those qualities. Right. And guess what? Mm-hmm. She is. She pretty much did that. Yeah. With the person that she, her boyfriend that she attracted. <laughs> yeah. And so I was honored to play that role. Yeah. And I also knew that as she gets older, the tendency is for the the girls to stay with the with her family. Mm-hmm. And the boys, if you have a boy, he tends to go with the wife's the family. wife's family. Yeah. And especially if the the relationships are good. Yeah. And so that's what she did with mm-hmm. us as well. She as she got older. She gravitated towards our family right. instead of his family. Yeah. So those things I'm very proud of. And overall, with all the kids, I love that I have my relationship is different mm-hmm. with each one of them. Yeah. So overall, for Anthony Clark, being a dad, it has been a great experience. It started off a little bumpy yeah. with the twins. Mm-hmm. But I'm grateful that happened because it made me value even more yeah. being a great dad. And I value being a great dad, too, because my father wasn't there right. when I was growing up. Yeah. My father wasn't there throughout most of my life, like throughout all my life. Mm-hmm. And until he died later on, right before he died, he came, he reached out to me. And this was when I was in my 30s. Mm-hmm. And when he reached out to me, the first thing he did was like, you know what, Anthony, this is your dad. And I'm just calling to let you know. I apologize. I was not there for you. And, and now I'm, you know, I'm dying because I have... He had AIDS because he had a drug addiction. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm just so sad. And he was just bawling. Mm-hmm. And immediately I stopped him. And I was like, hey, here's the deal. Who am I to judge you? I never walked in your shoes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going through, what you went through, what made you do what you did. But the bottom line is you're here now. I'm here now. And let's just start from here. Forget the past. I, forget, I let it go. I forgive you. Let's start with today. And that was huge for him. Mm -hmm. And we did get to know each other better in that short amount of time that we had. Yeah. But during that time, he mentioned one day, like, you know what? I feel so bad that you weren't, that I wasn't there for you. And I told him it was EIP. Mm -hmm. It was, it was no accident, no mistakes. It actually worked out perfectly. Right. And he's like, what do you mean? And I said that, you know what? I'm a great dad. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I'm a great dad is because you weren't there. And by you not being there, it made me realize the value yeah. and how important it is to not only be a present dad, but to be a great dad. Yeah. And so I want to thank you for not being a great dad Yeah. because I am. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what? In actuality, you're absolutely right. He goes, and in fact, you have another brother around your age. And he was close to me. Mm-hmm. And he worked in my illegal drug business. Ooh. He ended up going to prison. Mm-hmm. For life because of me. Wow. And he was like, if you would, would have been around me, you probably would have been in the same situation. So you're right. It is perfect that I wasn't there as, for you as growing up. Yeah, that he didn't participate. Right. So I want to thank him mm-hmm. for playing it out the way he did. And mm-hmm. everything worked out for everybody. And because of him being that way, even though I suffered growing up, mm-hmm. our kids are benefiting from it. And I love that. So that makes it all worth it. I love that too. And, you know, we always have the opportunity to look at things that have happened in our life. You know, it's duality again, right? Like Mm -hmm. you could have decided 
to be the same kind of dad. You could have, you know, taken that pattern and then done the same thing with your children, but you made a choice. Just because he wasn't there, it made you want it more. It made you value it more. And not everybody does that. A lot mm -hmm. of a lot of people just do the exact same thing that their parents did and are like, well, I did it because that's what they did. We always have a choice. We have free will. And so I love that you you took lemons and made lemonade out of it and made yourself a good dad because you didn't have one. So that's awesome. Very true. Very so true. Uh, before we wrap it up here, let me ask you this. I always talk about, like, I have a mama heart. Like, I just have this whole, my, my whole heart is for my kids. Like, I just have this whole heart that is just about being a mother, a whole another aspect of myself. Do you feel like you have a papa heart or a daddy heart or anything like that? Do you have that space inside of yourself that is filled up from our children? I do. And that space is not only filled up for our children, in mm -hmm. all honesty. Mm -hmm. I feel it towards... Children in general. Mm. Yeah, children in general. And even us creating our love revolution, Yeah, it's about the kids. Yeah, it really is. It really is. It really is. I and just I, felt you when you said that. Like, I'm crying right now. Like, as soon mm, as you said, I that. do. Like, I felt it. Like, I tapped into it. You have this huge space for children in you. Like, I can feel it right now. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. So, this is a perfect time to ask you this. Yes. Will you have another baby for me? No. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Ah. All right, I'll you, you tried to do that <laughs> the, the other day. The shop may not be completely no. closed. No. I, I know there's some locks on it, can but you? you can get that key. Okay, listen we to yourself. Just, listen right, to yourself. I'm just, I'm what the hell do I look like? 55 years old, gray okay, hair, trying you. to have another baby. Come on. Hey, can't can a brother what? have a fantasy? No. Just for a little no. Bit. no, you cannot have that fantasy. No. I'm just going to just put a stop to it right uh, now. Okay. It is not happening, sir. All right. Swing and a miss. <laughs> Can't blame me for trying. Yeah, you're done. That No, actually, I'm good. That train has left I'm the good. station. I'm, I'm actually pretty, I'm good father-wise. I fathered up really well. well. And we not only did I raise, we raise our kids. Yes. We raised two of my nephews yep. as well. Yes. And so that's fatherhood has been very good to me. Yes, 100%. And yes. and we're empty nesters. This is like a great time in our lives. We're getting to enjoy each other. You don't want to bring no baby into this. That's true. Good we'll wait true. till we have grandkids. And it's not time for that either. We don't want that yet either. Not time for gotcha. that either. Gotcha. All right. Okay. So uh, now that Melanie pissed on my parade, people, I guess <laughs> we need to end this episode. And I'm going to uh, keep pissing on it. It is never going to change. Just, just a little baby? No. <laughs> I can't believe, every time you ask me that, I'm like, stop I know. it. I know. Your you reaction did it, is huge. You That's did funny. it in the car the other day. You were like, hey, so uh, you want to have another baby? I was like, what? <laughs> Shut up. No. Uh, you get a pass. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you get a pass. <laughs> Thank you. All right, people. I love so, you. I love you back. So, um, thank you for sharing your papa heart with us and like letting letting me tap into that. That's just really beautiful. It's parenting is a beautiful, beautiful experience, and I I personally love to hear you talk about it because I love to hear men talk about their heart for their children. We don't always give men the space to be vulnerable and loving and open. You know, our society teaches you guys to not emote. Mm -hmm. So when you share this stuff, it just thrills me. When you and I have these conversations, it just thrills me. So thank you for being so loving, so open, and so vulnerable. Well, thank you. And, you know, I would love for men to walk away from this episode realizing that as, as a father, it's okay to be more. 
it's okay to it's not no, just okay. It's great mm-hmm. to be more. It's great to be vulnerable. It's great to own it. You know, men tend to be like, you know, I gotta be macho and act like I gotta I'm tough and can't love your kids but so much I can't open up my heart. You better open up your heart. Mm-hmm. If you want a relationship with them, if you want to love them, you gotta open up. Yeah. Be silly, play with them, mm-hmm. have fun with them, you know, be there to support them. Yes. Even when they frustrate the fuck out of you, just keep loving on them. It'll be all right. Yes. And so um, I would love for men to walk away with that. And one more thing I want to add real quick. Yes. And this is to get away from that perspective that, especially in the black community, that black men are not good fathers. I'm not, I'm not buying that at all. And I'm not, people, I'm not an exception. There are mm-hmm. actually a lot of, um, tons of great fa- black fathers out there. Yep. I have a friend who's a really close friend of mine who happens to be Costa Rican. Mm-hmm. And one day he was saying something to me about, you know, black men being fathers. And he was like, and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you know, the black men aren't there for the kids and traditional, you know, it's stereotype. It's true. Ugh. And I was like, really? Is it true? And he's not racist, you know, mm-hmm. but he really said it and meant it. He, be- he, he believes the it. hype. And it was like, really, dude? Okay. The narrative. And he has tons of black friends. I mean, most of his friends are black. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, let me ask you this question. Think about all your black friends. How many you have? He goes, almost all my friends are black. I go, okay. So now, how many of them are fathers? He's like, almost all of them are fathers. Mm-hmm. Now, how many of them are good fathers? Great fathers. And he was like, okay, you are definitely a great father. This guy, this guy, this guy. That. And as he went through the list of all of his friends, he mm-hmm. realized something. Yeah. That all of his black friends mm-hmm. were amazing fathers. Yep. And he said, hell, I'm a shitty father compared to what they are and what you guys are. So it was like, right. Now, the reason I brought that up to him is like, I want you to just be aware that you just bought into the hype. Mm-hmm. You didn't look and go, is this the truth? Let me look in my my experiences. You just bought into the hype. And once you real- looked at the truth, you realize. That it's just a story. It's just a story. It's a narrative. Right. That's so, not true. That's right. So I just wanted to share that before we go to all the fathers out there. Black, white, yellow, you name it. <laughs> just be, just keep being great dads. And I thought you were going to do this song like black and white, white, and white yellow, yellow, green, and red, and white. And he loves the little children. Love the, the world. world. Yeah. No, I ain't doing that. So, <laughs> so it's okay. All right. So now that we ended on that good note, <laughs> good we, we hate to go, people, but uh, it's about that time. It's about that time. So thank you for being a part of. Uh, the Love Revolution and Amazing Clocks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. And so, babe, what do you want to leave them with? Yes. So I just want to give you, send you guys some love. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing us. Please share us. We love when you share us. We call that spreading the love. You're helping people learn how to love themselves more. And so that makes you part of the Love Revolution. Mm. Please follow us on social media. Yes. Under the amazing Clarks. And be sure to download the Black Love Plus app so you can see all of the Black Love content. Yes. And I hope you guys are going to watch season five. It's already started. Of so Black Love. Up. You better catch you better up. Catch up. We love Black Love. So you guys tap in. That's right. So we just gave it to you. What you gonna do and with what it? What you gonna do with it? Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time, guys. All right, guys. See you next time.